Welcome to episode three of Interdimensional Coffee Talk. Today's guest is Lisa Gennady. She is an intuitive, a medium, a yogi, a meditator, a retreat facilitator, you name it. And today she's going to talk to us about what's the meaning behind multidimensionality, what does it look like, how do you develop it, and how she got to where she is today. Thanks for chatting with me, Lisa, your insight would be so much appreciated. So let's jump into the meaning of multidimensionality within ourselves and how it relates to connecting with otherworldly beings. Like in your opinion, what does it mean to be multidimensional and how can people awaken to it? So to me, multidimensionality is understanding that we're not finite. It's about connecting into our infinite self. So if you think about your soul and it reincarnates lifetime after lifetime into lifetime, you're actually the same soul's essence coming back to experience a different experience. So as an individual, what can happen is the when you start getting clearing away your own human dimensional problems. So your your right. problems like say your oh, I I got a divorce, I had this problem, that problem, I'm not good enough. When you start letting go of all of that and tap into your pure soul's essence, what, what you begin to realize is that you can become a clear vessel to understand that which is not understandable. And that's what happens when people become clairvoyant, clairsatient, um, knowing things that are outside of themselves. Like you might say, you might notice recently there has been a big upsurge of the desire to be intuitive. People come to me to be intuitive. How can I tap into my intuitive gifts? All being intuitive is, is actually clearing away your own debris so you can then connect back to everything that is around us, all dimensions, all aspects of yourself, and connect back to other spirit realms. So Mm -hmm. how can I sit here and maybe speak to somebody who's a relative of yours on the other side? How is that even possible if they are no longer here? They are here. They're just not here in a way that our human finite form can actually see them. Their energy expression is here because we all have our own individual energetic expression, but you might not be able to see them. So as we are cognitive beings, if you can't see it, you don't believe it exists. Yes. Yes. That's the biggest thing, right? Is, is people just need to accept that we're more than just flesh and flesh and bones is probably the most basic that we have to accept before we can even open up to what's on the other side of the veil. And most people there, I would say there's two levels of people that are moving in this world right now. There are Mm -hmm. those that know that there is something more want to understand it or looking to try to sort it out. And there's the others that have absolutely no interest have no desire to go there and can't see it. There's nothing different in those people, except they're at a different frequency. That's all it is. And what, when my guides talk to me about frequency, frequency is raising yourself to a space where you can hear the teachings, the teachings from the masters on the other side. And then you might say, well, who are the masters on the other side? Those are souls who have incarnated time and time and time again and realize that, you know what? I'm not really getting anywhere on this human realm. So I'm going to stay up there now so I can help them more by being able to have access to those 
people on the earth that are at a frequency to be able to connect to other realms to help to elevate consciousness as a whole. Does that make sense or is it too heavy? <laughs> no, it makes complete sense. There's only so much we can do down here, right? There's because of the density we're in and the dimension we're in, we do have a ceiling unless we're able to find a way around it. And 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 that's that brings me to my to my next question is when people do start going into their awakening journey, I guess, what abilities become natural um, the deeper they get in there? That's different for each individual. When I work mm. with people to open their intuition, I am very much a clairaudient. I hear. Okay. It's like I hear what my guides are saying. Then I can then express it to you. Or I'm an actual an automatic typer, so I can out automatically channel via typing. But recently... I actually just close my eyes and automatically record because I find like I could get much more in out in the same amount of time, if that makes sense. So I hear and then from what the guides do is they pull from my memories, my life existences to be able to use stories and information through my experiences to then be able to express what they're trying to teach me and teach any of my clients. So when you talk about multidimensionality, I can channel, let's say, Einstein, then I could channel Tesla, then I could channel your, you know, a relative of yours. And you mm. can see how they're all different frequencies, like I'm speaking, like at a different energetic cadence, rhythm. How is that possible? And it's not split or multiple personalities, because I'm intentionally reaching out to another entity. And in right. that, the word out in a different flow, a different frequency, and you can hear it. If I read you this, if you asked me a question and had me channel on one topic from four different people, it would be four different energetic responses. So what does that mean? I'm tapping into a dimension because they're not on this earth. It's not like right. speaking to humans that are here. Right. So how is that possible? How can I know things about you, right, if I've never met you? Mm -hmm. To me, that's impossible. I'm a New Yorker, okay? So how could that be possible? If I wasn't doing it, I wouldn't believe it. You know, I'd be one of those Debbie Doubters. I totally, how could they all, oh, they Debbie know, Doubters. or they tell that to everybody, right? I, they tell that to everybody. Everybody knows that. It. I just know, like I get this inner knowing about other people only when you have permission though. And that's the key. I don't know. We're having a conversation. I know you because I know you on a professional level, but I know nothing about you. That's not appropriate mm -hmm. for me to tap into your dimension. Right, right. What's an interesting way, and it's kind of how to look at it is like this. If you think about a computer, so you talk, you're, you go to one window and then you go in the window and then they, you go in and, oh, there's another window. I'm going to go in there. That's a cool story. Then that leads you into another story, into another story. You've just moved through like a zillion different dimensions, but you're still here. But how could you be somewhere else at the same time? That's the way to sort of be able to show it to people who are less understanding of that which they can't see, but you can see it when you go layer by layer on a computer screen. Right. It works the same way in the world of the unknown that you can't see. Layer upon layer, you grow and you get different information. Does that help? It does. It does. And the thing is like, I find a lot of people, what they fear in expanding themselves to this kind of uh, experience is 
if they're channeling another otherworldly being, beings that may not have good intentions. That is extremely important. <laughs> yes. Okay. How do you get around that? <laughs> that is the meaning of being a light worker. Okay. Because there are, um, what's the word? Is it, yeah, I forget that my guides are giving it to Mal, Mal, Mal something, you know, like those bad energetic presences. Malevolent. That are malevolent. So they are out there. And when they know that you're shiny and bright, I kind of view it like, you know, there's a moth going to the light right? You're the light. So they want what you have. Um, anytime I'm working in the spirit realm, I protect, I actually protect every morning when I wake up and I protect myself every morning before I go to bed. Because when you go to sleep, you leave your body, you go to another dimension, you're in the dream world or you're astro traveling. So if you're checking out to go journeying through the heavens, who's hopping into your body potentially? Or when I'm doing a lot of intuitive readings and I do expos and you're doing reading after reading after reading for somebody, like you don't want to hang on to any of the pieces of the energetic connection that you had during the time of, of your session. So you always need to energetically clear. And so what, are some of, what are some of those tips? Well, what I do, first of all, is I'm a Kundalini teacher. So I use mantra for protection. So before I do anything, I use the mantra Adgane Name. And I put myself in a protective bubble, okay, going left to right, right to left, forward to back, back to front. But there's millions of ways to protect. You can protect with, a, you know, an angelic tube of light, an energetic egg. And so there's, there's many ways to do that. But then the other thing is when the session's done, then you need to clear, right? So the, the way I clear is I'll use Palo Santo, I'll use sound, Sound is beautiful because you, I use a mantra satnam and that clears and ends the session. When you do like Reiki and stuff, you could literally just clap your hands and say energetically, I'm finished, clear the path. I do energetic combing of my body up and down to clear my energy field. You can use sage, incense, intent. Thank you for, you know, if, if you feel like energetically that who you're speaking with is not giving you information that is in the best and highest good of the other person party, then maybe you're not talking to a being of light. But if you mm -hmm. never let them in to begin with, then you won't You'll... have to worry about them being there. They yeah. shouldn't scare you, you know? Um, they shouldn't be there to put fright tactics into you because that, how does that help you elevate yourself? Spirit guides are here to elevate us on the process of growth and fear is not the frequency that you want to attach to in order to grow on your path. Yes. With all the energies happening around the world, people pretty much the way I see it, you got to choose. Are you going to choose fear and play in that playground or, or are you going to step into who you really are, which from what I know, there's been a lot of portals opening. I mean, energetically, it has been to me since 2-22 of 2022, um, the speed of information coming in. It's like, it's like this steamroller and you cannot keep up with it. It is coming so fast and so furious to the people that are open to it. So then the question is, how do you maintain it? How do you maintain these frequencies? Because what happens is when somebody begins to be intuitive initially, and all of a sudden they start hearing spirits, the spirits are like, oh, look, she can hear me. And then they come bombarding you with all this information. And you can literally go berserk. Could you imagine being in a restaurant with a hundred people and being able to hear all their conversations? 
it would be overwhelming. So what do you do in a situation like that? It's not appropriate to hear other people's conversations. It's one of the things I teach first thing in intuitive mentorship. You cannot read another person without their permission. End of story. So if you're sitting at dinner, having dinner with your friend, and you're listening to somebody's conversation, if they're speaking, that's public knowledge because they're sharing it in a public setting. But it's not okay to listen to their little higher selves conversation that's going on besides the verbal conversation that's happening. And that's not okay for another party to go in and be in that. And that's what some unscrupulous people may do. And that, in essence, is darkness working through people and they don't even realize it, Mm -hmm. you know, and that to me is extreme. That's ethics, you know, and that to me is extremely, extremely important. You know, when you work in a business where you have been gifted because it is a gift to be able to speak and work with the spirit realm, it is about humbling yourself. It is about letting go and it is about um, doing it for the benefit of the other party. But then what happens is, well, then you might say, well, what about me? What am I getting from this? What I'm getting from this is my job. I kind of signed a contract here in order for me to be intuitive. I really made a pact with the light that my job is to elevate humanity. And that's a choice. So I chose the road. So the more you say yes, the more gifts flow in. If you start misusing your gifts, they can become blocked and you may start losing them. Do you see what I mean? Because you're not using them for the better good of the collective. The thing is, I find it goes both ways, right? Like I, I believe everybody has these gifts if they tune into it, but they also have a choice if they want to develop it. And when they do develop it, they then have another choice. Do they want to use it for the good of humanity, but they can also use it for egoic purposes. I did channel something this morning that I thought was very fascinating. It was about humility or being humble, which is really the key to to being a, a good intuitive, you know, and to really be walking the walk and talking the talk. And it said humble. H for humble means humility. You know, um, it says the U is understanding. M is malleability. B is belief. L is love and E is elevation. So it says, so um, move through life with humility so you can have a greater understanding of the malleability when you believe that love is the answer to move you on your path to elevation. When you move in this way, your life will change forever. So they took the word humble and put one, you know, you know, we have humility We've got, um, we've got malleability because you do, you can't be rigid when you're working with spirit. Do you see what I mean? You have to have this movability and this flexibility, but then you have to really believe because if you don't believe, then how are you ever going to accept these miracles? Cause to me, they're really many miracles, but coming from love, which is one of the highest frequencies. And then that elevates not only you, but everybody. Isn't that kind of a cool way to sort of look at like the gift of working in this multi universe, you know, because it really is. There's us, there's our higher selves, there's our spirit guides around us. You got the angelic realm, you know, you've got your past selves from past lives. You have your future self who comes back to help guide you. Don't do this or you might wind up on a road you don't want. So when I tap in, I always call in my future self. Can you help guide me so I make good choices that lead me down? 
enough for me to be able to learn my lessons. Because keep in mind, you some people get to this mindset where they think, oh, well, wait a minute. I This was bad. I got a bad result. My guides led me down the wrong path, right? But what if you needed to have that bad result in order to learn, learn the lesson you came here to learn? And if you didn't go through that situation that wasn't so positive in terms of the human dimension, your soul would never grow or complete its mission it came here for. Oh, absolutely. You know, but that's hard when you're like, I don't want to go through this. And then there's lots of people who quit. They're like, you know, I'm just done. I don't believe in this anymore. Bad things are happening. Not realizing it's all part of your growth. And if you realize that things that happen are coming for your best and highest good, then you are getting what you need, not necessarily what you want. Oh, that totally rings a bell. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, with the timing, with, with everything happening right now, why is it crucial, do you think, for people to start discovering their multidimensionality and, and their truth and sovereignty? Uh, why do you think that's super important right now? I personally... I don't think this time in our existence is any different than the past. If you go back and you look at history, you look at World War One, you look at World War Two, you look at the hippie generation, you look, we're just going through our version. And so it seems like we're at this space, but if you would have asked people in our position back then, we're just living a different war right now. But what truly is happening is, Humanity as a whole is ascending. And the way my guides kind of talk to me about it, it's like, oh boy, I guess I'll go here, but it's important. If you think of a circuit board, right? You, you have these points that stick up and then you got the lower points, right? And then the wires can kind of connect the higher points and make the conduit of energy moving through. So what is what the guides keep telling me is we have to elevate as many people as possible. But there could be some major energetic pinpoints, which are the higher frequencies that are attempting to lift up the ones that are down below. Does that make sense? So you can have like, let's say you, I mean, you've probably heard of people talk about, we need to reach that critical mass. Oh, yes. 44,000, or I don't even know what the number is. Everybody makes up their own, but it's the concept of understanding that one person like me, how many people am I going to touch? If I touch you and then you touch people and they touch people, or even if this podcast gets into a million people's hands, the information the guides are sharing right now through me to you is now being spread and can help somebody somewhere to elevate the whole. That's the point. So it's about trying to raise the frequency of as many people as possible. And that's why I do light code activations, because I'm basically putting this spark in everybody's auric field for them to be activated to come into their personal best, if that makes sense. Activate um, their kundalini energy, you might call it, awakening to their creative essence potential so they can figure out why they're here and what their piece of this puzzle that we're all living in is. And... Uh, because that's the biggest question. Why do people come to me? I want to be intuitive and I want to know why I'm here. Common questions. How can I be intuitive? Everybody's intuitive. It's literally just, you know, I kind of view it like a blackboard with um, like an eraser. And you're just trying to clear away that fog or on a window, the fog. So at first you might see a little hole, but then that hole begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you go from only seeing snippets to being able to see the whole picture. 
And when that happens is what people call an awakening and it can be completely overwhelming. And some people really, if they haven't been prepared, studied, worked towards it, it can really cause almost like, you know, a nervous breakdown or an energetic freak out, you know, like people have come to me, I don't know what to do. And right. This. Yeah. It's, it's not exactly a walk in the park. No. When you have your awakening, it's like, whoa, you know, and so having a good teacher, doing the work ahead of time through yoga, through meditation, through spiritual study, all of those things help to prepare you for when all of a sudden it's almost like a light bulb goes off and you just understand at this greater level. It's like this, I know, and you can't even put the, I know into human words. And the more you like surrender to the information coming in, as I said, assuming it's positive information, that's not lighting you down a road, like a trickster taking you on a bad trip someplace, you know, the more you say yes, and the more you absorb it, the more your frequency raises, the more you keep your vessel healthy, the more the information keeps coming and the more you grow and the more exciting life becomes. It's like every day, what miracle is going to show up today? I'm a channel, meaning you need to ask the questions and I'll come up with the answers, even though they're not my answers. So I love working with other people because what happens is they know the questions to ask me to get the answers that are necessary to come out where I can't figure out the questions. Is that an interesting way to look at it? I'm just the messenger. I'm the, the spigot with the water coming out, but who turned on the water? So if you ask interesting questions, I could come up with really cool answers that I, even I look at and say, like that, hum, that humble thing I just wrote came out this morning for a client. It's like, oh, wow, that is so amazing. Speaking of channeling, channeling, what is the main, like the main message you get? If people don't choose their awakening journey and they choose to stay in the matrix, what will become of humanity? That's actually a very interesting um, topic. You know, it's uh, it's actually something that's come up a lot in my thought processing lately. Um, I've always been the kind of person who lives in the moment and go with the flow. People always say, well, how do you know what's going to come and how do you figure it out and all of this? And you know what my guides tell me? You don't have all the pieces of the puzzle yet. So you're using conjecture and you're trying to figure things out, but it, you can't complete a puzzle if you only have a, you know three quarters of the pieces. So you continue doing your work until you have the pieces so the full picture is formed. So you come to the world with a directive of things that it is you need to do, okay? Um, like I channeled in this book, which is still not published, but the whole thing is done. It's about being happy. And we have these lessons that we need to accomplish, and then we go back to source. But we also have to be at a certain frequency that we can actually either sustain physical form or not. And that depends on how many lessons we've completed on our journey in life. So we're talking about our own individual soul journey. You're using your, you have yours, I have mine. You might notice that you wind up with a pot of energetic beings that are energetically similar to you, but you might notice your families are not. Why did we choose a family of people that vibrate at a totally different frequency that families have so many rifts in it? 
And this is something that I've really been thinking about a lot lately because people are talking about the state of the world, right? You know, the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers, and you have the Democrats and the Republicans or the pro-war or the not pro-war. Everybody has an opinion. It, how do you stay neutral to an opinion and just move through life knowing that everybody's at their frequency and they're following along their path? It's called acceptance. When we judge others as being lower or not as good, they're just on a different journey. That's it. They're on a different reality. So what is going to happen in this world? I don't think any of us know, but I can tell you my guides are have told me that like time is of the essence, right? That we really need to speed it up and we need to do something. But there is no time. So it's kind of like they're talking to me in human realm terms like the book that I channeled, it's been out for over four years and I just have not published it. I'm not sure what's holding me back, but it's going to get done this year. I've said it before, but this time I got my office. Come on, Lisa. But in the book, there's a chapter that says, what happens when you get stopped in your tracks? And it talks, so there's a, it's a chapter and it talks about when you get stopped by a freight train, right? You're driving, you, you have a meeting with me right now. Oh my God, I got to be home by 2.30 to talk to Lisa or whatever it is. And you're sitting there and it's one of these trains that goes on for 15 minutes, right? What do you do? Do you sit there and you all upset and now that you're tapping your feet and you're getting, you're swearing and you're sweating and you're getting all frustrated? There's nothing you can do. So how do you react when you're stopped in your tracks, right? Do you just take a deep breath in and go with the flow and say, there has to be a reason that I was slowed down. And then the train leaves and you move on your way. But in the chapter, it said, all of humanity will be getting stopped in their tracks and soon. So like, and they said, this was pre-COVID. And I wrote this three years before COVID. And I think that's what they were talking about. And this book is supposed to help people learn to live in this new paradigm of existence we're living in. I've been living by these principles. It's changed my life, this book. And a lot of the stuff I do when I work with clients one-on-one -on -one comes from the information in this book because I've learned to live by these principles. And it is universal knowledge that's so simple, but we don't think of it that way. But people who, as we just discussed, the people who just don't want to be lifted up, they'll reject the teachings. So a lot of times when I speak to clients, I'll sit there and I'll say, you're in kinder, they're in kindergarten and you're a PhD student. How can you expect them to understand what you're thinking? And it's not that they're stupid. They just haven't had the basis or the knowledge to learn it yet. When they become PhD students, you guys will be able to communicate, but by then you might be a triple PhD. And so you still might have a disconnect or eventually they may catch up, but it's about acceptance of where other people are and not judging them for it. The biggest problem I think we have in the world is the egoic mind. Like you said earlier, I'm right. You're wrong. How do you find that neutral? zone where you can accept somebody, where you can forgive somebody for having a different uh, opinion or the way they do things. And until that happens, we are going to stay in this negative spiral that we are living in. We all need to transcend our own darkness that's within us. You know, that battle of, you know, oh, I don't want to let that person, you know, it's that, that sense of wanting to hold on to or hoard or it's all for me. You know, it's like I've really been having a lot of stuff recently about, um, you know, why do we live in a world that we need insurance? Why do we live in a world that we need to lock doors? 
everything we do is about protection, you know, trying to remain safe. Why do we have to have fear for our safety? Our world is the darkness. Working with the other dimensions and the light beings to try to energetically shift this, to shift the reality so we no longer need insurance. We yes. no longer. Yeah. That's the dimension that we need to be thinking of creating that heaven on earth. You're right. The more we put our attention there, the quicker it may just come. What is that expression? Energy thoughts go or, or energy flows where thoughts go, right? My mantra for this year, my guide said, keep it positive. That's my mantra. So if you tell me something negative, how can I switch it and make it positive? How can I neutralize negativity with a positive thought? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. Keyword is trying because I am human. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have normal emotions and we get mad. Sure. <laughs> Could you imagine if everybody walked through the world with the motto of keep it positive? Do you see how we could shift everything? And that's my job is literally to try to lift up as many people as I can, you know, but I feel like my guides are like slapping me. You're going too slow. You do group group trainings. You run like how many retreats a year? So that's your way of reaching more than one person. Well, I've been doing a lot of different things. I've been, my guides gave me a directive. This was something that was given to me. I drove across country. Uh, I was under an arch in the Arches National Park and near Moab. And I got the message. I need to take mainly women, but small groups of individuals to every state in the nation, in the U.S., and they said to heal and be healed, that we need to heal the earth. The, we need to heal our country first, you know, start at home. Just like I said earlier, you need to heal your home, you know, so we need to heal this country. So what I'm actually doing is I'm gridding the country energetically as I do. Oh, that's interesting. And I never even realized it because if you think about it, I live in Illinois. It's smack in the middle of the country. I figured, why am I living in Illinois? Well, now I understand. So I'm putting, I'm putting a mat together with push pins and I'm actually going to be threading and showing the grid that I'm creating by the retreats that I'm doing in the order I'm doing them. And I think I'm going to put it together with different threads. But since I started this in 2020, it was COVID year, which is ironic. Um, I did, my first retreat was in Wisconsin, but I've done seven retreats since COVID began. Um, but keep in mind seven states <laughs> because I will do multiple retreats in a state. Like I did, you know, Arizona, I did three different retreats in Arizona. I did two different retreats in, in Mount Shasta in California. And then there's certain places that I have to go back to again, like Shasta and, and Sedona are requirements to go to every year. But I also went to Florida and I'm going back there again because there's something magical about that place. So there will be some that I do multiple times. So this year, I mean, what I have coming up, I have North Carolina coming up in June and that one's going to be really cool. I'm calling it the cosmic meditation retreat. And what we're going to be doing is through sound silence, um, chanting, we're going to be gathering, not really leaving the space very much. It's all about meditation, sound healing, connecting through the elements to awaken to that intuitive part of ourselves, everything that we have been talking about. But how do you do that? You have to step out of the chaos of the real world. So it's going to be on like 70 acres of land. There's rivers that we're going to work with the fire elements, the air elements, you know, bringing my gongs. And it's really about going in like we've talked about, you know, you can't go out to expect to look 
to, to gain what you're looking for, you have to go in. And something that's come up with clients lately is this web. Like people are, I got to learn this modality and that modality and this modality. And they're going out and trying to figure all these things out. But in the meantime, they don't know what's going on within them. They don't love themselves. They have no confidence in themselves. They're trying to create themselves outside in versus not doing and being go in and in that space of inner knowing that opens, then you can go out and learn and then like tie it all together like a spider web. When you make the outer web first, then what happens is you're left with this vacancy inside. It's like you're this shell, but the, there's something missing. And I got this visual, this came with a client like a week ago. And it's like, it was such a profound awakening and understanding of it. It's like, we need to go in. And in going in, we go up or down, if you view which way spirit might be, right? People talk about four directions. And so if you think about the four directions, well, you have to also root down and go up. You can't just go to the four directions. It's really six directions, but it's even multiple more than that. But so that's going to be the focus of North Carolina. And then we're going to Maine and Maine, we're going to be working on awakening our intuitive selves to be going through the chakras. So working with the chakras, we will then be able to gain a greater understanding of what it is that we need to clear so we can be that clear vessel to be the channel. And then um, I'm going back to Mount Shasta and there I have two retreats that we're going to be working on um, the Lemurian activation codes, the light codes that have been downloaded through me. And I have decks that I created and we're going to be working on those. And then Sedona is about igniting our intuition. And then going back to Florida for another new moon retreat. So that's kind of what's on the agenda for the rest of this year. I have some internationals ones next year for Glastonbury. Cool. That's that's going to keep you super, super busy. Yeah. So I'm trying to sit there. I'm like, okay, how can I get through 50 states? And then my daughter said to me, which was really interesting. She said, you know, mom, it's really easy to sell the popular places. Everybody wants to go to that. But then... What about those states that nobody wants to go to unless you live there? <laughs> you know, how are you going to fill those? And I'm like, my guides told me there are magical, sacred spaces in every state in this nation. So I'm going to find those magical spots in each state and we're going to go there. You know, you don't want to only go to those places that are known. Finding those magical places that are unknown is even more important and one of the things the guides have taught me to teach people is literally to go with the flow. Let go of expectations. People ask me what they're going to get on my retreats. And I say exactly what you need. You're going to get what you need and not what you want. And then I don't even have schedules most of the time. I literally like I have ideas. I mean, I have talents. I have things, gifts that the universe has offered me through intuition, through yoga, sound healing, meditation, my love of travel. Um, I'm an intuitive life coach. So when you pull all of these things together, I don't have to have a plan. I had no plan about what I was going to speak to you about today. The universe will guide and share what's necessary. And that's the same thing that happens at the retreats. It just morphs into what, you know, because truthfully, the retreat isn't guided by me. I hold space. I'm the facilitator. The retreat is guided by spirit and the spirit's connection with the attendees. So I need to energetically connect to the people coming, then I plan. I mean, sure, you have like, yeah, you wanna to go to see this waterfall and that and this, but I'm talking about the real work, not the sites. 